It's Friday night. What places are you heading to for post-work happy hour? Tell us. This podcast is making a best of the best list and needs recommendation for happy hour menus at restaurants in KC. Text us at 816-601-4777. That's 816-601-4777. Standard texting rates apply. UpToDate wants to know what you're talking about with family and friends. You can text UTD to 816-601-4777 to tell us. Again, 816-601-4777. This is UpToDate on KCUR 89.3. The Coterie Theater of Kansas City has a new leader, Kalia Davis was named the new producing artistic director of the Children's Theater in Crown Center last month. She's the former artistic director of the Bay Area Children's Theater in Oakland, and she was raised in the San Francisco area. Davis's appointment comes one year after longtime artistic director Jeff Church died by suicide amid accusations of sexual abuse. Well, Kalia is here to share how she plans to step into this new role and how she hopes to lead the theater into a better and stronger future. Welcome to Kansas City. So good to have you here. Thank you for having me. Congratulations. You bet. Thank you. So you're from the San Francisco area. That's an awfully nice part of the world. You're moving to a very different place. (laughs) What did you want to do? I bet you've been asked that a few times. Sure. I mean, obviously, it's one of those things where it's like, it's the job. Mm -hmm. um, And it just happens to be in Kansas City. But I will say that as I was going through the uh, interview process and I was learning more about Kansas City, I was really excited by it. I feel like it's a town that is flourishing and vibrant. I feel like it's in a season of growth, um, especially in the arts community. There seems to be just an abundance of art and a lot of support for the arts. I come from the San Francisco Bay Area where we're competing with the booming tech industry and where there is still a lot of rich, beautiful artistic opportunities in the Bay Area. We found ourselves constantly coming up against people who were also desiring STEM and coding and other things like that that would train you for and get you prepared prepared for the Silicon Valley. Wow. So the more you learned about Kansas City, the more you liked it. I did. And I mm. also have always been a fan of a small town feel mm. in a big town way. So yeah. I love the fact that Kansas City does have your downtown area. You have all these different pockets, but at the same time, everybody knows everybody. Like when I was asking about where should I get my hair done? Where should I go to church? Where <laughs> where should I get groceries from? I mean, people know where to go and it's really exciting. Well, I think you're describing us pretty well. You, you, oh, I feel okay. like you know us already. So, so <laughs> So why theater in your lifetime? Why did you get into Mm -hmm. theater? So I realized that there's something really exciting about taking on someone else's story and uh, presenting that in front of the world. It also seems to be one of the few mediums where you can allow the audience to step into that story with you. Mm. They can escape into it and then they can be changed from it. And it's almost an immediate response. When you do TV and film, which is what I started in as a kid, you don't necessarily get the immediate feedback right away. Maybe you go to a festival or you do a premiere and then you can hear it from the audience. But when you're filming, you have no clue how it's going to reach people until after. You like that immediate feedback. Oh my goodness. It's wonderful. And especially with young people who are very honest and they let you know how they feel in that exact moment. Yeah, that's really true, isn't it? (laughs) So then you went to study theater at the University of Southern California. 
Where'd you go post-graduation then? So I stayed in L.A. for a few more years, and I kind of started to hone my professional career there. So I was doing film, TV, commercials, but I also was getting involved in the theater scene, specifically in the um, the arts for young audiences there. There's a group called the Story Pirates wow. that I'm always going to plug because they're amazing, and they were basically my first uh, foray into what it's like to perform for kids. And not only that, um, mission-driven work uh, to know that the Story Pirates' whole mission was to uplift the words and ideas of young people. So yeah. we would take kids' stories and then we would turn them into fun sketch comedies, songs, and shows, and we perform them for those kids so they got to see their words come to life. So what is it about children's theater then that has grabbed you so hard? It is an opportunity for us to create the next generation of good people. Wow. I mean, everything wow. we do. That's a great and, line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can have it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel like it's an opportunity for us to show them what the world can be. You know, they're not bogged down yet as adults with all of the muck and mire of the real world yet. And it's an opportunity for us to create empathetic human beings and show them that you can do literally anything. And so it's really great to get them at that age when they're still in their growth and development stages. So what's different? What's the big difference between working in a, adult theater mm -hmm. and working in kids theater? Sure. I think that the biggest one that I have found um, is that you have people who have been honing their skills for a really, really long time. And sometimes what that does is it makes it a little difficult for them to open up to new ideas or new ways That's of thinking. Yeah. Whereas when you work in young audience theater, um, children's theater, sometimes you're getting young actors who are fresh out of school um, They because they look the closest to the kids you're performing for. Mm -hmm. And they haven't yet decided to lock in on exactly what they want to do. So they're open more to uh, direction and choreography and movement and, and ways that are really fun and exciting to watch as they're working and developing. Um, but yeah, when you're working in adult theater, it's really polished and exciting too. But at the same time, there is a bit of a barrier because they've you've been doing it for so long, you get used to the way that you do it. So there's a vibrancy with children's theater that maybe isn't quite there with adult theater. Yeah. And when you watch an a grown-up or caregiver with the child in the audience, that's exciting too. I mean, the way that their faces light up and they're responding allows the adult in you also to respond and be excited yeah. about how they're engaging. We'll be right back. You listen to this podcast every day because it's your KC local reliable news source. You take us seriously, but you know, we like to get down and we want you to party with us. Join us at our annual benefit radioactive on June 14th. NPR's all things considered host Ari Shapiro is the featured guest at this party and it's going to be bumping. You got to be there. Sponsorship packages and ticket information are available at kcur.org slash radioactive. So what brought you to the Coterie then? So the Coterie, what was really interesting is that um, my background is in the creation of new work for young audiences. I'm a full believer that as the generations grow and change, we should be reflecting that. Hmm. And as much as I love our fairy tales, they're fairy tales for a reason, we need to update that so that it relates to the kids today. And what I really loved about reading about and learning about the 45 plus year history of the Coterie is that they've always had a foundation in staying relevant with the audience 
audience today. They constantly are creating new work based on books that are being read in the schools and classrooms, based on uh, social justice issues that are happening today and happened before. Uh, They don't shy away from a lot of serious issues and topics. And I really appreciated that because I would love to create work like that. Well, it's not lost on me that the Coterie has gone through a lot of hardship in the last year Mm -hmm. since longtime artistic director Jeff Church uh, died as a result of suicide amidst sexual assault allegations. Did this troubled past make you think twice about applying for this job? Oh, of course. Listen. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's just real. I'm human. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I will say that Bay Area Children's Theater dissolved because we just could not come back from uh, the troubles and tribulations of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so I was working there in crisis mode and I was constantly putting out fires. And so, of course, when I'm applying to this position and I find out about this, I was like, uh-oh. Another thing. But what really impressed me was that every step of the journey of my interview process, there was full transparency. Every question I asked was answered to the fullness of their ability, obviously, Mm -hmm. within the law, um, what they legally were allowed to share before I was hired. But they were constantly letting me know what was going on with them from the time that Jeff was unfortunately... um, you know, went through all of that. Yeah. Uh, Joette before him had passed away too. So they were going through a lot of grief and strife, but they were still creating art that was moving audiences. And to this day, audiences are coming back. They're actually coming back to pre-pandemic levels. Mm-hmm. The classes are full. You know, the programs that we're providing, we even have a program called Project Daylight that specifically targets sixth and seventh graders and helps them process mental health awareness. Um, And we go into schools. We've actually partnered with UMKC's social work school, and we take a social work uh, candidate as well as a teaching artist slash actor. We pair them together so you have the um, instruction and the tools as well as creative outlet and ways to process and work through all of that. So I guess what you're saying is there's great opportunity in this moment for the coterie as well. Yes. Given this recent... Troubled past, yeah. Right. And of course, it's going to be something that is going to be there. But I think what I hope people are witnessing is that the coterie is so strong in the foundation of how it started. And that's what we keep coming back to. And that's what I'm excited to keep exploring. Wow. How do you plan to approach, you know, stepping into this role, knowing the theater's recent history? Does that that affect how you're going to get into this thing? Well, it feels kind of great because I'm dropping right in the middle of a season, let mm-hmm. me tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Heidi Van, who was the interim artistic director, and Jonathan Thomas, the managing director, really did a fantastic job setting us up in this season with new and exciting shows, um, some classics that everybody loves, like Rudolph. We brought Rudolph back again. And I get an opportunity really to explore what the next season is mm-hmm. going to feel like, mm-hmm. because this one already is underway. Right. And with that, it means that I get to kind of start fresh and new. And and I have an, it, people allow that. And there's grace and generosity around that. So I'm actually really looking forward to the timing of when I'm here, when we can push out our next season, what programming we can put there. Um, so people have something positive to look forward have to. Have you made any decisions yet? We have. We got a couple world premieres coming. I can't say all, all right. of it, but soon, right. soon we will be revealing. But I can say we have some world premieres, um, one of which is going to be uplifting the history 
history of Kansas City. Yeah. Um, wow. And we have some really moving pieces that are going to be very inclusive of all communities, which I'm really excited about. Sounds exciting. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Well, that's Kalia Davis. Again, she's the new producing artistic director of the Children's Theater at Crown Center. It's called the Coterie Theater. Listen, best of luck to you. Welcome to Kansas City. So good to have you here. Thank you very much. You bet. Up to Date is a production of KCUR 89.3. The program is produced by Zach Wilson, Elizabeth Ruiz, Claudia Brancart, and Hallie Jackson. Our interns are Lauren Texter and Gabby Martinez. Paul Nakatura works our board. The theme music was composed by the great Bobby Watson. I'm Steve Kraske. Thanks for listening. Heal the environment? In Kansas, we're working on it. Up From Dust is a podcast about how humans reshaped the world to fit urban landscapes and agricultural needs. We'll meet the people who are rolling up their sleeves to find more sustainable ways forward. Listen to Up From Dust from KCUR, part of the NPR Network.